Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. First, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and the websites, which we shall do in the company of Michael Sullivan, director of Unio Wealth Advisors and author of The, the Leveling. Um, what's next for globalization? Good morning, Mike. Joe, good morning. Where are you at the moment? I'm in Paris, Joe. Um, is it as hot? Is it as hot as I think it is? It is very hot. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it was a little bit too hot last night for the for the to get a result in the soccer. But yesterday, it was about 35, 36 degrees. Right, and you and you live in France, so you're going to see much of the World Cup on the rugby. I'm guessing. I, I, I may go to one or two matches, uh, but looking forward to the, the whole tournament day, exactly. Indeed, which kicks off this evening, of course, with New Zealand playing the hosts. Shall we start with the papers, please, Mike? Uh, Joe, um, Joe Brennan in the Irish Times has a story about Anglo-Irish Bank and its successor bank. So, Joe, a, a bit of economic history. So the Central Bank uh, has confirmed that it has sold off the, the final tranche uh, of, if you remember, the promissory notes uh, associated with uh, Anglo-Irish Bank and Irish Nationwide, um, going most, back to our own. The most ill-fated prom, prom, promissory notes uh, in, in Irish history. Exactly. So in, in, in many respects, uh, it brings to an end uh, an episode. And I think there's two things looking back. We, we still as a nation are grappling in an almost existential way with uh, our housing market. I think the good news um, is that the, the state balance sheet is much stronger. At Unio, we like to say, if there is another financial global financial crisis, Ireland will fail to fail in that uh, we, we, we're we now uh, not as weak uh, financially as some of the, the periphery countries. And, and I think our debt will trade much more like that of the, uh, the Netherlands uh, or even Germany. So I think comparatively, we have become something of a, of a, a safe asset. Indeed, we have. And I do recall uh, about um, certainly a decade ago when uh, we were all excited when Irish bond yields dipped below 15% at the time uh, back in 2012, 2013. And now, as you say, exactly as you say, we're up there with uh, the, the Netherlands, with France, with Belgium, uh, not quite there with Germany yet, and it's unlikely that we will be given it the size of that, that government. But the NTMA, which is the National Treasury Management Agency, um, it, it it had to raise the money to kind of to scratch these bonds uh, on the market. So I, I suppose it's not kind of tearing up the bonds entirely. It did have to kind of borrow money long term to do that. It's it, it's not uh, no they they had to to raise it effectively um, to to roll over these bonds um, and I think you know the NTMA is one of uh, the 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 low profile national institutions which I think has actually done a very good job in the last uh, ten or fifteen years and to be incredibly boring early on a Friday morning if you look at the debt profile of Ireland um, and the way the the debt load has come down um, that that's one of the the understated uh, positives about uh, Irish uh, economic performance. Yes, they definitely have done a good job about uh, changing and the longevity as well. So the bonds kind of won't mature for quite a few years, unlike some other countries. John Mulligan in the Irish Independent has a story about a mega merger in the packaging space announced this time yesterday morning. Uh, and involving Joe, uh, an iconic Irish company, um, uh, Smurfit or Smurfit Kappa, uh, as it's now known, which will merge with uh, the American Westrock, which itself is a is a merger. 
Uh, together, the two companies will have about thirty-five uh, billion dollars in sales. Uh, the, the new entity will be based in the states, uh, and I think this tells a, a couple of uh, stories, which uh, reads across to other Irish companies like CRH as well. Um, I think the first one is that uh, Smurfit, in particular, and also CRH by extension, uh, are serial uh, uh, mergers or, or acquirers. They're very good at it. It's actually quite hard uh, to to buy companies and to to integrate them, and and they're operating in an industry which is effectively a, a commodity based industry. So it's much easier than say in IT or or, or banking uh, to to merge or to buy in companies and integrate integrate them into your your core business. The other element that's interesting is that the new company will be based uh, in the states. It'll be quoted, I think, in New York. Uh, and this is the direction of travel uh, for many Irish companies, um, which is to delist from uh, the UK and uh, and to list in the US, where I guess capital markets are much deeper. Yes, it's, and it's very worrying for the Dublin and London stock exchanges, but especially for the small stock exchange that is Dublin. It's losing CRH. Um, Paddy Power owner Flutter is also um, fl- uh, flirting with the idea of leaving Dublin entirely. And now we know that Smurfit Kappa is going to list in the States. We, we assume it'll be New York, um, but it'll still be run out of Dublin. Still run out of Dublin. Uh, and actually, what, what's interesting, we're seeing the same in the, the venture capital space is that many uh, Irish growth companies, when they grow up, uh, they they move to the states, uh, and I think that's inter- interesting culturally because it, it it tells you that Irish corporates and Irish uh, startups or growth companies see the U.S. Uh, perhaps over the rest of Europe as being the area where they find easiest to to expand. Yeah, Charlie Weston in the Irish Independent has a story about vacant properties in Ireland. So, Joe, this is a, a, a story about the, the troubling of the local property tax. So uh, vacant homes will face a tax uh, uh, if they remain uh, unoccupied. So, for example, um, Charlie writes that if on a house valued uh, at €300,000, will attract a tax of close to about £1,000 a year. Um, just to, to dig, dig into the detail, I'm reminded of uh, a really good blog. It's a Cork blog. I'm, I'm, I'm biased called Tripe and Drasheen, mm-hmm. uh, which looks at dereliction. Um, and one of the points they've made is that the this tax, I think, is, is collected locally by the local council. Um, and certainly in Cork, uh, um, far less of the tax uh, has been collected than, than perhaps should have been the case. So I think this is a measure that's maybe scratching away uh, at the housing at the housing market, but uh, remains to be to to be seen as to how successful it would be. Yeah, and it's very very uh, worrying when you see and hear the problems in the housing market that people cannot get somewhere to live, and yet you drive by certain streets and they're derelict and abandoned, and it's awful to look at as well. It looks awful, and it just doesn't square with the fact that you have so many people begging for somewhere to live. Let's move on to uh, China. The Financial Times. Uh, has a story about uh, China putting pressure on Apple. So this is a, Joe, this is a a chapter uh, in a very, very big story, which uh, I think will involve Ireland, involves Europe and its economic security, and of course involves the uh, strategic competition between the US uh, and China, uh, and effectively is just another uh, blow in what we can call the the chip wars. Uh, so the Chinese authorities um, are effectively banning the use of iPhones uh, by government 
personnel, and that could be up to about 60 million Chinese people, if you want to stretch the, uh, the, uh, the definition. The share price of Apple in the last week or so has suffered. Um, the, the move has taken about 200 billion off the, uh, the value of, uh, of Apple. Uh, and, and I think, um, you know, viewing this from a, a, an investment and maybe economic point of view, uh, Apple sells a lot of iPhones into China. It's not Apple's biggest market. If the Chinese really wanted to uh, I think to curb Apple, they they would probably be more punitive in terms of the supply chain, uh, and they haven't done that. And what that suggests to me is that this is, uh, if you like, a, a warning sign to the U.S. Um, because the U.S. as we know has sanctioned companies like uh, Huawei. Um, so and, and, and tensions, you know, if you step up a level, tensions between the U.S. and China uh, are still very very present. The Chinese Secret Service. Uh, issued a warning uh, to the to U.S. diplomats saying that they needed to be more sincere in their dealings with uh, with China. So I think we would read this uh, as just one element uh, in a much bigger picture, um, and, and a bigger picture that's actually quite worrying in terms of the uh, the intensity of competition between uh, the U.S. Uh, and China. And of course, um, uh, Justin Trudeau of Canada has weighed in on this as well. Um, saying that it's effectively um, impossible to be able to trust China as a diplomatic partner. Yes, I was very surprised at that because the Canadians usually are uh, more diplomatic when it comes to their global footprint. Uh, but Justin Trudeau certainly wasn't mincing his words. It looks as if the world is slightly bifurcating now into uh, a US-led bloc, which would probably include Europe, and a China-led bloc, which will probably include Russia and other less democratic nations. It is. We're becoming multi multipolar, uh, and even Europe uh, is not necessarily part of the U.S. bloc. Uh, remember, uh, Emmanuel Macron uh, has stated publicly he doesn't want to be a vassal of the of the U.S. Um, and Europe has its own economic security policy. It has its own uh, recent AI Act. Uh, I think, however, uh, some European countries, and Ireland is very much top of the list. Uh, will be forced to to choose sides and to be, uh, I guess, more aligned with the U.S. Certainly, uh, relative to, to to China and Chinese any Chinese investment coming into Ireland. Yeah, Mike, thank you so much as usual. Uh, that's Mike O'Sullivan, director of Unio Wealth Advisors uh, and author of the Level Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.